So you know my favorite episode of Seinfeld, right? Is um, there's this like um, Elaine sees uh, who's the other guy? Who's the guy who works for the Yankees? I never watched no? Seinfeld. Neither did I. You're no, crazy. I, I didn't really dig it either. That's it for this episode. Then. <laughs> <laughs> over. Episode seven is over. <laughs> Genius frequency. On this wavelength, you experience life-altering conversations and inspiring tidbits from the industry mavens and mavericks with your hosts, Matt Genius and Chris. What's up, y'all? I'm Matt Genius, creator, artist, producer, and a student of life. What's up, guys? This is Chris, a storyteller by way of photography and filmmaking. But more so, I'm a conduit for the energy that people around me exude. Welcome to the Genius Frequency. My point about uh, Seinfeld was like... Um, this dude, one of the main characters, jumps into uh, into the spa, right? It was kind of cold, and he jumps out, and the main female character sees him butt naked with his balls out, and like the whole thing was just like you know, um, every like you know his dick was sh- sh- shrinking, or like it was it was like tiny, and like his whole like um, his whole. Uh, retort was like shrinkage because it was cold and I was in the water <laughs> shrinkage you know that's the whole thing about that and then my segue into this is basically it's amazing how the internet has shrunk everything because without the internet without Instagram or anything else like I would never have met um, our guest get our guest for today uh, Ray Robles nice so, um, hi welcome <laughs> welcome <laughs> So uh, welcome to Genius Frequencies, uh, Ray. Thanks How are you doing me. today? I'm good. I'm nice. charged up off the society uh, smoothie. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Let's go. Um, so uh, for many of you, um, let us introduce Ray real quick. He works at Beats. We can't uh, tell you what he does because he's like a Jason Porn type, right? So <laughs> Secret weapon. All right. <laughs> but... Um, one of the one of the things that we wanted to talk about in this episode is that um, he's lived and traveled and worked in a lot of places, you know, different cultures and different um, just different time zones, basically. And we thought it would be a great listen for you guys to hear somebody um, somebody's perspective and point of view on uh, just being everywhere and the travels that and journey that he's been in, as well as the knowledge that. He's amassed throughout the years. So, uh, without further ado, Ray, tell us who you are, what you do, uh, in your own words, and yeah. Uh, Ray Emanuel Robles Salgado, if you want the full government. Nice. Um, <laughs> uh, born in Puerto Rico, uh, lived everywhere, like Chris said. I am what I do. I would consider myself just a lifelong student. You never mm-hmm. stop learning. Damn. Um, so, I. I that first and foremost um secondly i guess if you want to get into the trade thing digital marketing um, Mm -hmm. i kind of faked it till i made it Mm -hmm. i still haven't made it i'm still faking it (laughs) my boss is that um (laughs) i like uh went to school for social sciences sociology anthropology undergrad um conflict resolution for graduate school grad school dropout um got a certification though so nice, nice. Shout out to them. Nice. Um, and then somehow ended up in the advertising and marketing world. So. Wow. So wait. Um, uh, social sciences. For many people who might not know what that is, uh, elaborate on that. What is that? 
Um, so it's essentially the study of people, um, and that can be macro, uh, so like large organizations, everyone on the planet, a full country, and it can be micro, and it could be um, studying individuals or specific communities within a city, um, folks that uh, live in the middle of the jungle um, that might only have like 10 people like existing still. Um, wow. It's just like uh, understanding their behaviors, their culture, their patterns, how they survive, um, what they do on a regular basis, just like covering their history. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting uh, outlook on, on people and society yeah. as a whole. So like social sciences um, isn't limited to like sociology or anthropology. There's um, so the like, conflict resolution is another one. I'm trying to think. Uh, I guess. Would you say hashtags is like a part of, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm taking yeah. this like to 2017 now. right now. Yeah. 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 Um, like what I mean, have you seen? The study from of your... the study of in, the internet community mm-hmm. uh, could be something like that. So you you look at hashtags and how mm-hmm. they've evolved and and, and memes mm-hmm. and um, and the different social networks that we use, um, not just here but abroad. Like there's platforms that we probably never heard of that like in China that they're using like Sina, Weibo or that's crazy you know, right? wow. and stuff like that and then mm-hmm. there's massive communities there as well and then they have their own lexicon they have their own version of hashtags they have their own version of emojis and so on and so forth crazy so, dang wait let me pause because I feel like there's some big words huh. hey. Put your engine to the Usain, bump it Wu-Tang You ain't seen me in a minute, that's my new thing You can tell it's been a minute since the food chain We took a few lanes Graduated out the one, two, nine, thank God Thank God, thank God Had to get back down with the mob Hit the fox trot, Lil Josie with the hot box Pop out five deep with the hot spot Put the fan to the hand with the phenoms No entons, can somebody cut the heat on What we on, keep it ghost like be gone Indian trail through the city of hot rod I'm riding shoddy with the peace on me, keep it stony Hoop dreams, had a nigga thinking of the pro league No need, tracking was the focus with the proceed No key, coming with the fire spitting in the front seat With the police, lurking cause they think we up to no good Posted with the reds smoking no good Stealing from the marshal, feeling dirt good Everything we tell, we know we show good I know the hit is with the Nevada circus gotta jump through the Ain't fucking with the law and the sweet goals. Where we go? Camel through wide and meet on. Same people. God that gave me the key so. If your legs new to get your ass about the peephole. Gang with me. Match one. If you think you can hang with me. It's really cool, man. That's really cool. Because this is a side of, um, <clears throat> um, not only of society, but also like, you know, because it pertains to your work and like what you've done. 
I think that people dismiss so quickly, but there's millions in it, and there's an actual livelihood you can you can do by being what you do. You know what I mean? Like before, like an Instagram model, you know, like just to give you an idea, what something so quickly dismissed, they get paid, bro, if they do it right. Right? There's this language that they know and how to navigate and how to get you know, how to profit from that. It's no longer, people can't no longer say like, oh, you're just an Instagram model. No, bro, that Fitzy made her a lot of money. Right. So, yeah, that's That's cool. That's crazy, man. So, like, with your type of knowledge, that that can definitely benefit, again, like our listener who is trying to, I wouldn't say sell a product, but essentially they are, you know, if they're an artist... The musician, yeah, selling themselves. They have to find who their audience is first, right? And in order to like align their product or work with an audience, they have to find out what their culture is, what they do, what they like, and all those things. So I think your information is very valuable to our audience because they might not know how to align with a certain audience without knowing their behaviors, knowing their culture, knowing, That's true. I mean, just everything about the audience, you know? And I think a, a lot of people, <clears throat> especially, I don't mean to, I don't mean to like rag on people who just be like, yo, listen to my music, yo, listen to my music, yo, listen to my, it doesn't really work that way mm-hmm. because you might, you might be giving your song, a hip hop song to somebody who likes country. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, they don't even care about hip hop. You know, they don't even care about what it, however you're packaging it so it's it's good that uh that we touch on that because a lot of young people don't really understand yeah. that's how it works they look at it as like all right let me let me shout as loud as i can let me throw things out as often as possible mm-hmm. be and as creative be as be look as creative as possible to everybody. right 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 and it's like no yeah. like you know refine that down like yeah like you said like figure figure out what your target audience is and Mm -hmm. focus on them and then don't just like consistently put out a bajillion things all at once like all right like slow down take your time make the best product Mm -hmm. and on top of the product figure out the best way of telling people about the product Mm -hmm. like a lot of a lot of uh really artsy folks think like oh you know like i'll just focus on my music or my art Mm -hmm. and the rest the rest will come with it Sometimes that's the case, but generally, like, you really have to, like, establish relationships in order for that to happen. Right. Like, sorry, I'll stand. Yeah, <laughs> that's too far away good. from the mic. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I guess that's uh, one of the, you know, um, I'm going to throw the ball back to you again. But just to explain, I think that's the reason why we want you on Genius Frequencies. Is what we're talking about is, you know, like, understanding your own self you know quote unquote your own brand but also just being authentic and everything and that's what we saw in you right so let's dig back to who more of you are so where did you grow up and like you know what have you done over the years so i guess i'll start with the the journey a quick journey mm-hmm. so puerto rico five years uh virginia and the peninsula newport news in uh hampton virginia for uh, like eight years or so. That sounds like buttfuck Egypt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but keep going. <laughs> Newport News, uh, Newport News and Hampton is the areas where uh, Mike Vick and uh, Alan Iverson mm. are from. 
So shout outs to Bethel. Um, hey. Cousins went to there nice. during uh, the time that Iverson was playing in high school. So what? Cool. Um, and then I went down to South Florida, uh, Miami. So different parts of Miami, Sweetwater, West Miami. Um, then up to Broward County, Pembroke Pines, Sunrise. Um, then I shot off to school in central New Jersey. Uh, started the two years at Rutgers in New Brunswick. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I realized how much money that costs going to school out of state. So I went back down to Miami, finished off school at FIU, um, New York for four years after that, um, Portland for three years after that, and then now a year in Los Angeles. Crazy. So, um, as far as like what I've done, where do you uh-huh. like, do you want me to start with like, like what I was doing during high school and stuff or just no, like, as um, a, I guess, adult? um, let's talk about how your journey to being like, um, um, you know, like the media professional and advertising professional you are. Where did that start? Did that start in New York? Yeah, I would say New York. Uh-huh. Um, what did you do in New York? So when I first moved to New York, I was a teaching assistant. I had been a teaching assistant for like two years prior before I moved to New York. I was working with uh, middle school students at a conflict resolution school. So mm. no, no, like alternative forms of, of addressing um, problematic behaviors so no like just are these the kids that normally like fought a lot in school and then got sent off somewhere yeah yeah so you they would go Mm -hmm. to this school and instead of it being kind of like a prison where you're just either suspended or or Mm -hmm. put into uh what is it detention Mm -hmm. like they would mediate problems and they would actually try to figure out like emotional issues behind problems and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. and that aligned with what i was studying at grad school at the time so i was like oh this is a perfect match nice then um was that um, was sorry to interrupt, but yeah. was that like a conscious decision for you to want to work with students that are like that, um, or did that fall in your lap? I had wanted to work with students, point blank. Period. Mm-hmm. The fact that it was a conflict resolution school that just that was just fate. I got Crazy. lucky with that one. That's nice. really cool. Yeah. And then um, you're a good man, bro. I'm trying, man. (laughs) I'm trying. (laughs) And then after that, what happened? And then my roommate at the time, uh, Mark Sylvester, um, he was like, yo, like, why don't you reach out to um, a guy that you have admired for so long, uh, Papito Garcia? And I was like, oh, I was thinking in my head, like, I'd never be able to reach out to this guy. He's a legend. Like, what, what, what would I say to him? Even? Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of like found his email and his website, crafted up a cold email and homeboy responded within 24 hours. Dang. Was like, yo, next Tuesday, come to my crib for an interview and we can potentially do an internship. Wow. And, and so at that time, the, after, the, the teaching assistant program was only after school. So very, very part-time. And I had an interview the same morning that I was supposed to go to Bob's crib at Victoria's Secret for a stockroom role. Yeah, hey, <laughs> I'm not hating on that. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, I had to make the decision. Like, do I go for the interview that's potentially going to get me like cash so I can pay rent and stuff like that? Or do I take this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to go intern for a legend? And I chose the latter. Um, and that kind of ch- single-handedly changed the trajectory of my life.
you turn Get down lower Every breath will move you closer Oh yeah Keep on rowing Cause the waves will ebb and flow They come and go me to marketing he was at the time a creative director at this um, event marketing agency called uh, project 2050 I don't think it exists anymore but it was in New York at the time this was around when the world bas- the first world basketball festival was that Nike wow. hosted nice. mm-hmm. um, and yeah that was that. that was my first time like working in anything marketing related mm-hmm. I had no idea what I was doing it How was did just you like it I had a great time doing it. Uh-huh. It was stressful, but um, I learned a lot while I was there. So, I, what is marketing? Like, let's break it down for like um, our listeners, because our listeners are a lot of kids, yeah, or just younger, or like you know they haven't they're they're, they're in that exploratory phase, like mm-hmm. yeah, trying to find out what they want to be. So, what yeah. is marketing? Um, or what did you do? Bluntly, it's like selling a product to an audience. Mm-hmm. Um, in nicer terms, it's like making making a product uh, appeal to someone, like to make someone feel like they need it in their lives. Mm-hmm. And when I say product, that doesn't necessarily mean um, like a, it doesn't always have to be a good. You can market a, a person. Uh, you can market a talent. You can market um, also a television if you actually want to go into goods. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's not just like um, physical, tangible things. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's essentially what you're doing when you're marketing. You're making other people want whatever it is that you're um, you're selling. In, in essence, that's cool. So, and then with that journey, how did you get to Portland, and what did you do in Portland? Huh, so, Portland came via Twitter. Speaking of the internet, mm. the internet the internet's been great for me. Uh, mm-hmm. That email, um, then Twitter. So I worked with Bob on a documentary um, called "Doing It in the Park: Pick Up Basketball NYC." It was uh, the first ever um, documentary focused on the history of pickup ball in, in New York. Mm-hmm. And I was a production assistant at the time. Um, on Twitter, I was the community manager. So I built all the social profiles. I essentially, like, look, took that as an opportunity to. Um, build a new skill set. Um, I was on Twitter all the time at the time, and MySpace and Mi Gente. If you really want to go back, oh, that's funny. Um, What's that? Uh, remember Black Planet? You guys don't remember Asian that? Avenue? Okay. Asian Avenue. Yeah, <laughs> they had one for every ethnicity. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. So those you know pre- how girls on Black Planet be when they get yep. bubbly at yep. NYU? They be hell. F- all right, sorry. <laughs> hey, who was that? It's Kanye. <laughs> oh shit. Hey. Yep. Yep. All right, sorry, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) I've been doing this social media thing for a little while. But going back to the doc, so I I, I took the opportunity to build a new skill set, built all the social media um, 
uh, profiles. I created like a, a style guide, like a how-to, um, and helped help Babito with his social media as well. He was already on Facebook. He was on on MySpace, so he kind of had, had the basics. But I kind I helped him to evolve. Um, his strategy hmm. by way of the documentary profiles. So that was cool. So then through that, I ended up following this guy named Ben Taylor. Ben Taylor at the time was uh, writing for Slam Magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so because of the mutualist interest with basketball, we just kept up uh, with one another on Twitter. He lived in, uh, in London at the time. And then a few years later, one um, after the film's out, I'm still doing like social for the film um, after it's run. It's like a festival circuit and noticed that he tweeted like, hey, just uh, opened up an office for an ad agency that I'm working at um, called AKQA. Um, we're looking to hire X, Y and Z. Shoot me a note if anyone's interested. And I saw that they had like social media rules open. So I, was, I sent him a DM. That's Speaking crazy. of DMs, nah. like, hey, like jokingly, like, uh, what's up? Jokingly, you mean you send a nude and <laughs> 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 you gotta be quick, man. <laughs> okay, so then you send a DM and then what happens? So I shoot the DM and maybe less than a week later, uh-huh. I'm on Skype with him, with another dude from the office, and then two weeks later, I got a job. My world is. something and then accomplishing it i know i know it probably moved, moved like really fast at that time mm-hmm. but what's that feeling like oh that was that was it like you know when you when you when you're on an airplane mm-hmm. and it kind of drops by mm-hmm. a few hundred feet yeah mm-hmm. that stomach that's feeling st- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's what that was it was like excitement but uh, a little bit of fear right at the same time because uh, like i've never I've stepped foot on the West Coast once before. I actually had an interview with Nike years prior mm, that I didn't, I didn't get the gig. Uh-huh. But that was the only time I'd stepped foot in Portland, and it was for two days. Wow. wow. And I only saw, like, the campus and then maybe half a day of the city itself. Mm-hmm. So I accepted the job 
based off of just that alone. Yeah, wow. I have no family on the West Coast, no nothing. So I'm like, screw it. Like, Shit. let me give this a shot. I've moved right. around so often. Like, why stop now? Right. I keep having these new opportunities, like well, accepting them at least. Circling back to like shrinkage and right. You, <laughs> that was definitely not shrinkage. That was like some elephantitis ball moves that you did, man. For real. That's dope. So. So yeah, that's so how for I the kids the out there, just in case, right? Mm-hmm. If they see an opportunity, in your own words, give them an encouragement, like go for it or something, whatever. So, if you see an opportunity and it's something that takes you out of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. I would one hundred percent like urge you to take it because mm-hmm. you're never going to really reach your potential by doing things that you're already used to and already know. Um, you're gonna cap out. You're not going to be able to really uh, flex your creativity. This will taking opportunities that challenge you will unlock parts of your brain and, and soul that you never thought would be possible before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like when a, a, a parent sees a kid in trouble, like if they're under a car or something like that, and a mom's able to lift the car, right? It's right. Situ- and things like that are situational. You never knew you'd be able to lift the car unless you were in that specific scenario. And it happened, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so It did. Why not take your opportunity to be able to lift the car or fly if you want? You know, that's crazy. So, so if I jump off a building right now, Railroad Bliss is not liable for anyone injuring themselves as a result of this podcast. <laughs> How's it going? Oh, man, that, that was a good, good disclaimer. Disclaimer. <laughs> we, should do that. we should repeat that in the end. Right. Yeah. <laughs> for real. So your AKQA, bro, that is a hot, that's like a tongue twister. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, it was it was the acronym for the two uh, founders of the agency. Mm. I'm not going to try to pronounce their names right now. No, it's all um, good. No, <laughs> I, we wouldn't hold that against you. So you were there in Portland. How long were you in Portland for? What are some of the things that you learned being in that industry, okay. being around that environment? You know, because it's, it's yeah. very, um, it's almost creative corporate. Because Nike's there, Adidas is there. Mm. There's a lot of like, um, a lot of what we see out there, like uh, whatever you see on Hype Beast, whatever you see on, you know, like even Nowness, mm. I see a lot of Portland in it. It's like brand Silicon Valley. Mm. Brand right. Silicon Valley, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, specifically with street, like no, sorry, not streetwear, uh, the sneaker industry, mm. the sneaker industry, yep. like Under Armour just opened up a massive. Oh, they did. Wow, is there in Maryland, there. right? Yeah, Maryland based, but like for some reason, even Leaning, Lee like uh-huh. uh, the brand that Dwayne Wade was on, mm-hmm. uh-huh. they even have an office out there. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> doof, 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 doof. <laughs> oh, man. But, but man, that's crazy. So, what are some of the things that you learned being in that environment? Um, being, a, being a creative and somebody who like thinks big picture as you. Okay. You know? so, um, so, just to explain what I was doing there for context. I went to AKQA, which is a digital agency, um, advertising agency, and I worked on Nike football, global football, so soccer. Mm-hmm. So they, they brought me out for um, the most re- the recent World Cup. So wow. I, was, I was a social media manager for Nike football at that time That's on so the dope. agency side. That's crazy. So I would work with the cats at Nike on establishing a social plan um, leading up to the World Cup and during the World Cup mm-hmm. um, that 
granted me the opportunity to lead like my first ever like campaign or mm -hmm. I like went with my creative team. Kendall Henderson's awesome, awesome designer. He's based in New York now. Um, he was my creative partner at the time and Eric Beard who actually just moved down to LA. Crazy uh, football head, um, copywriter, just awesome creative. It was a, a team of us three and then uh, my boss, Dan Jones, British dude as well. The majority of the office was British. That's crazy. Um, like the, that was like our core team that we basically, Nike was like, all right, here's a general idea. Here's the product that we've got coming out during this time mm -hmm. frame. What do we want to do with it? And then we'd come back to them with a deck, like a mark, like a mm -hmm. keynote. Here, just for you guys that um, in the in, in the advertising world, like a copywriter or a copy, mm -hmm. what they call that's basically your captions, or like you know, like a lot of you know, kind of like just do it. That's a copy. And then like when he was talking about a deck, that's basically a, a PowerPoint presentation, mm -hmm. um, upgraded. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, but keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so we'd like go with our ideas packaged up to to Nike. And we'd say, this would be awesome. This is what you guys need to do and try to, again, we'd market ourselves and our ideas to the brand to, so that they can support it. Right. Um, and that was my first time ever doing any of that at that level. At That's that. really cool. I'm talking about like global campaigns. Like we would start something with the global team and they would roll it out to Asia Pacific and to Latin America. You know what you did there, right? What? So basically you're... Uh, Kind of like what Dom Kennedy was talking about when he first came out. You're playing with other people's money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's what you <laughs> do. Sure. That's what you do at Adage. Yeah. You uh -huh. play with other people's money. So I learned a ton. I learned a ton about organization, mm -hmm. working with other people, especially like working with creatives. Mm -hmm. I I had more of a like uh, producer, project manager role in that. Mm -hmm. So I kind of had to like puppet master mm -hmm. everyone else on the team. Mm -hmm. And everyone had their own different personalities. So I would have to learn how to That's work with all of these personalities and make sure that we got what we needed done in the right time oh frame, God, and motivate people right. when they felt like they were down. And, you know, like 
you know, encourage people when we were at the office at 1 a.m. Like, yo, like, fuck this, I want to leave. And like, no, 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 we're almost there. Like, mm-hmm. figuring out how to coax them back into it and to believe in, in yeah, things. Right. Um, so there was a lot of... It, I look at it as it was a lot of work growth, but man, like that, that did a lot for me personally. Right. Um, Can you imagine if like, just getting off topic, if Basquiat had like a producer, right? Or like mm-hmm. a manager, like, and then Basquiat doesn't want to do anything anymore because he's not in the mood or he's not in the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just saying, but from an artist, it happens, right? Absolutely. So, so um, He's not, I, I, you know, that's probably something that Basquiat went through. Like, what do you fucking tell somebody? Right. To like, that's gnarly. Man, for real. Yeah, yeah. that's a real skill set right there because creatives, yo, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> I think that yeah. just goes back to what you, you said at the beginning about understanding people's cultures, understanding mm, yep. habits, wow. behaviors. Yep. I think you apply All that, that. Went right into Full it. Full circle. Yep. yep. Crazy. That's dope. Yeah. But like you guys were saying, going back to um, just the experience overall in Portland, mm-hmm. Portland is an insane hotbed for creatives. Those brands, they, they uh-huh. bring out so much talent from uh-huh. around the world. That's and so you'd meet people, you'd meet people that you never thought you would meet before. Um, and because it's such a small city, it's really easy to like reach out and say, yo, let's build like let's let's go get coffee let's actually work on a side project mm-hmm. um and then also gen- as a general byproduct of that they brought a lot of diversity mm-hmm. so there's like portland and oregon in general is very white um i forget what um the laws were but they didn't allow any black people in the state for up until like i don't know the 50s or no something way like that. they have crazy racist history wow um That's so as a, as a result i like, mean idaho is right there anyway so hmm. right probably crazy right. so yeah like the the city isn't the most diverse you'll go around blocks and you won't see anyone that looks like you um so as we were talking oh, stop sorry as we were talking over <laughs> dinner the other night yeah um it forces you to become that much closer and, and trusting of folks that look like you in town. Mm-hmm. So you embrace your community a lot more than you would at living in a bigger city. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So I, I feel like there I had such a tight knit community of like black, brown and Asian cats. And we all really looked out for one another, mm-hmm. like not just on some work stuff, but like in life in general on some homey stuff. That's mm. really cool. Um, and that I think was an amazing byproduct of living in a city like that. Hopping, I do, and then they be copping. No reason why I to stop him. I know these niggas be flopping. Your shorty lurking, she watching. I probably moved to the tropics. My skin is blacker, they got them. My mama told me she tossed it. I try to tell her I stop it. I'm understanding the logic. I'm moving like I'm a prophet. Niggas on the cab, my low, lovers in the springtime. I know I kept it on the low, low. Now I'm about to let them soak up. Lavin' in the springtime, swear a nigga about to blow up. Now I'm sure to spend my whole life in the springtime. Flowers on the blossom in the springtime. Flowers on the blossom in the springtime. Yeah, yeah. We should get it poppin', I'ma bring mine. Yeah, yeah. Niggas really hurtin', but they sing fine. Yeah, yeah. Got the melody, I can sing mine. Yeah, yeah. You can probably catch me on the seaside. I read over your um, your website and one of the skill sets that uh, 
you applied on there. You were speaking about building digital communities. Mm. Um, what do you, so? What do you mean by that in terms of like online? Because obviously you can do it in person. You know, you hang out with your friends and, and all that. But on mm. online, it's it's totally different. How do you how do you go about that? So that was that was that came from a time I think maybe my after my second year in Portland, where. I decided I had met a lot of people there because it's such a small town. It's really easy to meet like a shit ton of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I decided to do was I created this organization called Power in Numbers. Mm. And the, the concept was you bring as many people in a room together and the more people you have in there, the odds are higher of fulfilling uh, each other's needs for passion projects. Mm. Um, and so after after that I was like okay like this is really cool but um, it's really hard to follow up after the fact um, I can't just like take notes of what everyone is doing right. we all went around the room I keep doing that and we, we <laughs> went around the room and everyone would tell the, the, the entire group like hi I'm so and so I'm really talented at this I really need help with that hmm. that's um, really cool man and so I was like alright what's the the art of the follow-up here, like to mm-hmm. hold people accountable outside of each individual doing it on their own. So um, I created a Facebook group, and mm. you know, it's it's something simple. Like, and everyone looks at Facebook as like, oh, this is my parents' platform now. This is no longer ours. Mm-hmm. But I have a, like a good almost a thousand people on there now um, that not have haven't necessarily come to the meetings that I used to host but have heard about it from friends of friends and because I haven't been able to host one since I clearly no longer live there um but the conversation continued on the Facebook group that's really and we continued to do exactly what we were doing in person on the Facebook group now of course it wasn't as involved because you know you don't go into a group on Facebook as your first thing when you log onto the platform you go and you scroll down your feed right but there were really dedicated people that went on there and they're like oh uh, I'm looking for work or hey I have an event coming up that I think it would be really interesting for all of you guys to come to um sharing different opportunities and stories and so forth. So I think that was like my first time really building a digital community. Oh, sorry. Second time. The first one was when I created, um, the doing in the park, like social handles and stuff, Mm -hmm. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for that. And like really managing those communities, interacting with them. Um, so this was the second trial case, I guess you can say the third one I tried to do, which completely flopped, um, after, uh, was it 45, um, came into office. I try to, yeah, I'm not saying his name. Um, <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> I'm not oh, saying I was his like, name. Who's 40, 45. Oh. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not acknowledging them. Um, after he came into office, I created. Speaking of shrinkage. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, yo, it's funny how that one word just kept like popping up. It's okay, Mr. General, Shrinkage the came general into office. The general theme. I love it. So Mr. Shrinkage came into office, and I went and organized a... Um, you guys ever use Slack? Mm-hmm. It's like project management tool that looks pretty cool and like a social media platform. Mm-hmm. Um, so I organized one, and I invited all of my friends into it. And the goal was like, all right, whether it, we don't have to do the traditional. We, if you mm-hmm. keep doing th- the same thing over and over again, and, um, 
what was it? What was that quote that I said to you over dinner? Um, doing the same thing, accepting, expecting different results is mm-hmm. like insanity. Is insanity, yeah, right? Yeah. So I was like, all right, like we can protest. We can continue to protest in different forms, but like, what are some alternative things that we could do um, to help ease the pain of this current? regime that was coming at that time coming into office and so i proposed a bunch of different ideas that we could potentially work on and not just here in la since at the time i had just moved here and i didn't Mm -hmm. have that big of a community here uh but like to all my friends in portland and miami and new york i was like let's all you use the internet Mm-hmm. It's a very powerful tool to mm-hmm. connect with one another and working on things. It could be just within, it could be local within your city or it could be cross country or internationally. I even had like some, I invited friends from like London and from Paris and stuff like that in there as well. And while it was a valiant effort, you know, it just completely flopped. Only two or three people you know really why, like. You know why probably, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm getting geeked on the sociology part of it, right? Because... <laughs> Um, one of the many reasons why you think it may have flopped is probably timing. Yeah. And not timing in the sense of time, but timing in the sense of emotional stability. Yeah. It came at a time when, like, people were scared. Mm-hmm. Right? And so even though we might we might latch on to things quickly, it also dissipates quickly, mm-hmm. our, our interest for that. Right. So, but, you know, like, the good thing about, you know, having you... Uh, as one of the people who started it or who started it is things like that you know they need a rock they need something to just they need basically a torchbearer telling people this is where you need to go so you're basically a torchbearer and as long as you're there it's not a flop so I remember when uh, Trump got elected into office I was actually in this office I was watching it I was in disbelief and like, you know, um, <clears throat> and I remember like, that's what's going to happen. You know, like a lot of people will, you know, do like, you know, um, protests and all that, but it's going to die down quickly. Right. Because you're not going to see change like that. Mm-hmm. You know, change isn't fast. Change is, um, change is constant. That's what people forget. Change isn't right away because it's always one little thing at a time. Mm-hmm. It's always going on. So, and if you keep thinking small or just one step, you know, or keep looking at like everything else, you know, as a whole, people get overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. But as long as you're there, it's not a flop. So that's what I'm, that's what I wanted to say. So, because I like the fact that in everything that you've done, you may not have noticed it, but it's always a big picture thinking thing. And the possibility of not noticing it is because kind of like how change is always constant, you Mm -hmm. know, big picture thinking is always constant. So it's not just one step, one foot at a time. It's also looking at the end goal.
never said it, no, I meant it But not sure that I'm ready not to act it So act it and don't quit I love this and I want it And I know that you're on it So if you're lonely I just wanna be who you're along with And although you got it, girl, I got you, girl When she's done, I give you the world how did you transition over from there to here? Um, so after the ad agency, I spent a year at Nike uh, working on the website for Nike Lab. So I did that for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I found out I wasn't going to get a, a full-time role, I just didn't have the position mm-hmm. open for a full-time role. I was like, all right, well, I'm kind of wishy-washy about Portland. Um, Nike's cool, but if I'm not on that particular team, I didn't really want to do delve into it mm-hmm. um i'm interested in socal i've been there once it was pretty cool let me see what what's going on what's popping up down there um going back to the, the theme of the internet i go on linkedin now so we've evolved to the big boy mm-hmm. adult so from me hente to twitter yeah to yeah linkedin yeah. so okay. so going on to linkedin just for those that don't know uh, jobs social network essentially mm-hmm. you go on you have a profile just like you do on any other uh media platform um except this one's like all about professionals so you mm-hmm. can go on there and you market yourself market mm-hmm. your skills um basically you're putting up your resume on there and mm-hmm. you're trying to make it sound as sexy as possible <laughs> put up all <laughs> made it look sexy yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so i went up on there and i started just looking up companies that were based in socal that i'd be interested in and one of the first ones was Beats. And I strategically went and found the recruiter. That's another tip. If you're ever looking for gigs and, you want to, and you're trying to get some form of communication kickstarted, find the recruiter for the company that you're trying to work for. And when you click on their profile, it usually gives them a notification like, hey, so-and-so has looked at your profile. And a lot oh, of the time... that's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. You, oh, that's scary. <laughs> so, so whenever, yeah, that's it's a double-edged sword. So whenever uh-huh. you're stalking people on LinkedIn, they can see that you've seen oh, their profile. Oh shit, motherfucker! Right. So, so trick, trick. If you don't want them, if you don't want them to see you, go open up an incognito browser. Uh-huh. Go into Google and type in the name plus LinkedIn, and then you can find their profile like that. And that way, they don't see that you've seen them. What? I just That's got some the stalker gems right, right there, dog. <laughs> <laughs> you just gave all the stalkers the oh. gym. Say what you want it high. Say what you want it high. Say what you want it high. Oh, Say what you want it high. Oh, we got, this is all we got. Let's live a little, suck a little loud. Wanna talk to me? They got one of shots. Little did they know I came right from the block. Stephen Curry vision, jump and give and go. Jelly from the wrist, my game is pivot, oh. You might die if you wanna be like I. All I did was put my heart into the sky. All I wanted was a dream with no dollar. Mama came and put me right by the collar. Told me, son, don't you worry about nothing. You gon' stand with the best in the scholars. I don't care if you a black man. I don't care if I burn you. I don't care if your dad ain't here I just know you as mama's son 
To the city, ran to the bitter, ran to the keys. I'm I, I'm I, I'm I. Give it to the world, tell them how I feel. I just wanna be. Great. Don't you wanna be on my side? Great. Gotta dance with the old my vibe. Sing it like oh na na. Sing it like oh la la. Hey. You got problems, don't need you. Hey. I ain't stopping your visa. Hey. It's my dynamite season. Hey. You might find a new reason. Hey. They might hit you when you popping up. Hey. Like whack a mole, yeah, time is up. Hey. I know that you did not sign for this. Hey. Everything seems very obvious. Come down, life heavy. Motivations in my blood. If you're not ready, Boosa. Come down, life heavy. You might never see tomorrow. It's that Machiavelli. Say what you want it high. Say what you want it high. Say what you want it high. Going on to the recruiter's profile, didn't even say anything. Yeah. Um, if if you do go down this route, and if you're like just starting in your career, um, one, make sure your profile's on point. No typos. Like everything makes sense. You're being real about your dates, worked at places. All have work examples if you if applicable. And then once you do go and find the recruiter for the company that you want to work for, send them a note and explain to them like, hey, I'm so and so. The reason why I'm reaching out to you is this, that, and the third. I love the company. I love this, whatever it aligns with my skill set, what, what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just another way of applying for a job. Like, so if you Dang. can go the formal route yeah. of the website, but man, being that's on the really inside, cool. like, I can tell you that that's mm-hmm. kind of like a crapshoot. Like, um, it's always best yeah. to have someone on the inside know who you are, regardless of whether you've ever met in person or not. So finding the, the, the recruiters, the right recruiters, because there's multiple recruiters for every company, um, can really be beneficial to you as long as you come correct. Yes. So, um, so yeah, I just I went onto uh-huh. this recruiter's profile. I didn't say anything. I just clicked on the profile, looked at the experience, and I was like, okay, cool. This, this could be somebody that I'll reach out to in the near future. Like the next day, she was on it. The mm-hmm. next day, she sends me a message. Hey, um, just saw that you looked at the profile. Actually have some roles that we think would be a good fit for you. Hey. The next day. Wow. So Pop the shit. Two, yep, right. <laughs> two days later, I'm on the phone with her. And I tell her, hey, I happen to be coming down to LA to visit my mentor. He was in mm-hmm. town at the time. Was that uh, bullshit or was that real? Say that again? <laughs> no, no, it was real. That's it something was real. I would do. That's no, right. okay, oh, hey, I'm in New York. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't BS at all. It that's was cool. It was real. Uh-huh. Like I was. I had a flight that Friday, and uh-huh. I was gonna crash with him uh, at his Airbnb for a few uh-huh. days. And I was like, "Is there any way that I can swing by the office to meet some folks the, the day I land?" And mm-hmm. she's like, "Oh, I'll, I'll try to work wow. something out for you." And sure enough, I got to meet whom who is my current boss that same day. And it was uh, right around first weekend of Coachella last year. Mm. So the office was dead. Wow. <laughs> dead. But she was there, had a great interview. And I, yeah, I've been having a blast for the last year since. So that's how I ended up in Los Angeles. Uh. I'm about to drop a couple bombs quicker Damn, you could think with ya On my head looking ass pink, nigga I'm the next one coming Gave y'all a head stop, but now I'm running With my samurai sword Tied these niggas up, tell everybody in the store What you thought this was? An exercise when I'm living, po? 
What you thought this cuz? Everybody think I'm about to blow? Make sure the next time you speak about me Put some emphasis on the motherfucking G Capitalism, keep the world spinning Keep the rich winning, nigga I would die If I couldn't say no more You would lie If you brought the dough See, I, I love this because um, The narrative about um, Half the narrative of like what you've been talking about is this mm-hmm. If you don't ask, the answer is always no Mm-hmm. Or if you don't reach out, you'll you know you'll never know what happens. AKA shoot your shot. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Shoot your shot. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a really good. Um, I think it's. I think it's a skill set, or even like something that people don't forget. Mm-hmm. Right. People think that if I'm, you know, if I'm really good, they'll come to me. No. Sometimes you have to ask. You know. Sometimes you have to go out of your way, out of your comfort zone. Especially with like a lot of the experts, you know, like that are really good at what they do. Mm-hmm. Like half their thing is like, well, I'm really good. They'll just go to me. So right. and like, and that's why there's ups and downs in the, you know, in like your workflow or your cash flow. It's because you're you're forgetting the other part of it, which is like you should reach out to the hustle. Yeah, the hustle. Yeah. Sell yourself. Ray Robles, the hustler. Yeah, right. <laughs> like Wu Tang said, diversify your bonds. Mm. Hey, diversify <laughs> your bonds, son. Wu Tang. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. So we don't want to take up too much of your time. We're kind of running out of time. So we should uh, we should acknowledge him though. Absolutely. Uh-huh. So, Absolutely. um, when we say acknowledge, basically we wanted to say you have nice hair. <laughs> 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 Shoutouts to Prince and to Truth Barber Lounge downtown. <laughs> Got some cool glasses on. Cool guy and glasses. And then um, we want to acknowledge you because, uh, you know, again, um, in many ways, you're a citizen of the earth. Um, that sounds magnanimous, right? It sounds too big, but you really are. Um, having traveled and lived in different places, you know, like... Um, even the way you think, you know, building communities or looking at it from, you know, outside looking in and seeing what can make it better. Um, even that program where, you know, like having creatives mingle with each or, you know, just um, talk to each other so you guys can do creative projects faster. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to, um, we wanted to bring the light that uh, I think it's a really good thing that what you're doing, but as well as like, just your ability to, you know, um, take in everything that, you know, you've learned through your journey and reapply it right away into um, whoever's in front of you or wherever you're at. I think that's a really good skill um, skill set and just like, you know, just who you are as a person. That's really dope. Thank you. Absolutely. <clears throat> Absolutely. So our last question, we usually leave off the show. Um which is concerning why everybody's why you know you do things because something pushes you what is your why to to leave the world in a better place than it was when i entered it like if i can't help in that in some microcosm of a way to do that before i pass away then what was i here for Hmm. i don't want to live passively um i want to help as many people as I can along the way, whether mm-hmm. it be big things or small things. Um, yeah, I just want to help. That's like, that's the why. Dang. So um, let's uh, shout out again your uh, your Instagram handle and your Twitter. 
Uh, so. Twitter is R E R. Mm-hmm. And Instagram is that's it R E R. How'd you get that? It, it was a cheat. Um, what? When I lived that's in New- fucking when dope. I lived in New York, I was working at this agency. A dude had a contact at Twitter, and I was like, I was looking around for three letter profiles, and I was like R E R. Those are my initials, Ray E Robles. Um, can you hook it up? And he did. Nice. So, that's gnarly. Yeah. So R E R for Twitter. That Twitter. And that's then dope. Ray R E Y the letter E. And then Robles, R-O-B as in boy, L-E-S on Instagram. Cool. Nice. Ray Robles. Thank you. Ray Robles, kids. like to take this time to shout out some sponsors of Genius Frequencies. Yes, um, sir. Top Dog ENT for sponsoring the apparel. 
Uh, you can go to txdxe.com to find any latest merchandise for Kendrick Lamar, Schoolboy Q, Abso, J-Rock, SZA, sure. Isaiah Rashad, Lance Skywalker. So if you have any merchandise needs, you're trying to look fresh in these streets, go to txdxe.com. We'd also like to take the time to shout out SZA. Her album is in stores on every digital platform. Control, it's an amazing album, great body of work. She's been working mm-hmm. on it a long time. So make sure y'all go listen to that, cop it, cop the merchandise, support her. She's been doing it. She's been she's been killing it. Yep. And then shout out to uh, Quantity as well for uh, providing us a place to record. And then um, shout out to you guys. Uh, Again, we would love to hear your goals again. So if you guys have anything, just send us a DM. Tell us about what you've been doing, uh, what you want to do, what you look to achieve in the future. Yes, you can reach us at Genius Frequencies on Instagram, or you can reach us on our individual pages. Mine is at MG the Genius. Chris, yours is? Underscore C-H-R-X-X. It's pronounced crack. Crack. Got that crinac. <laughs> All right. We out.